already. Jesus Christ. It's two days into the fucking new year. I already broke my resolution. Well, that'll teach me to swear to old Lang Syne. It's me, Alex! Look, I did a skit to open with. Hooray! Lest old acquaintance be forgot and words in ancient Gaelic and blah 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 no one knows these words and get drunk on champagne and kiss someone you'll regret 2016 that's right how exciting the numbers have iterated one one more since the last one if you're thinking hey i'm probably gonna die and you know when i'm 90 years old well you're one year closer one year closer to your heart finally seizing and you growing steadily cold and giving up to the entropy that's been pulling on you ever since you left your womb. I mean, you don't leave your womb, you leave your mother's womb. But I'm not going to edit that because, let's face it, it's the Alex Guest. Now that I've introduced who I am, uh, we know who you are, you're the listeners. Uh, um, well, we don't know that because, frankly, we've had our first setback of the year and I'm blaming it all on you. Not only really blaming you, but I went and asked the audience if they had any memories of uh, 2015 Alex Cast moments. Anything that stuck out and said, you know, it was a good, uh, you know, it was a good thing that happened this year. You know, it's funny on your show. This segment. You know, what the ideas I got back were Jack fucking shit. That's right, Jack fucking shit. I I texted people. I texted them. And you know what I got back? Actually, a few people did respond via text. I did other things. I'm actually not that mad about this one, because honestly, if someone said... The reason I asked... Um, actually, I'm not mad at all. I just... I don't know. I just... I have to fill time, so I just went with that. Um, I was thinking, hey, Alex, what was your favorite moments of 2015 on the show? And then I started drooling and kind of going... Uh, for a bit. When I finished that, I realized, oh, I don't really remember. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I think I've mentioned it on the show. I certainly mentioned it in real life because it's a common conversation with me in real life uh, around people that have been guests on the show or listeners that I meet in public. I don't remember anything about this show uh, the second it's over. Um, not anything. That's a complete exaggeration. But for the most point, uh, for the most point, because that's what the phrase is, um, I just, you know, I kind of wiped it. I have said this on the show. I remember saying this is that, you know, I'm trying to live in the moment. So I feel like, uh, rem you know, remembering every little tiny detail doesn't allow you to live in the moment, at least for me, because I have uh, quite the good memory and to focus that huge raw power, uh, would, you know, 
not let me live in the moment, not let me enjoy the puerile, idiotic humor and half-assed philosophies and completely ill-prepared shows and lack of show prep, you know, as we're all, we all, uh, we all do enjoy. I don't know where I'm going with this. So anyway, I didn't remember anything. So I went through, and this is probably the most show prep I've ever done. I went through and I tried to find, uh, my top episodes of the year and maybe not episodes, but top kind of, um, segments that I remember being funny or intriguing or amusing or whatever. And I went through and I made a list and it's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, um, like 12, 13 episodes long. Um, not to say that all those are in this episode. Um, I, but I made the list and I was going to compare it to what other people thought and the people that texted me back, there was some overlap. And I, uh, you know, the idea is go through, I'm going to grab, you know, grab clips from each episode and do kind of a year in review, best of Alex cast of 2015. Uh, the stuff that I found, you know, good, the stuff that, um, other listeners found good. Uh, so I, I was pulling out. So the first one I got was the, uh, when Lily was on in episode 193, which was, I called it the existential monster mash. And, uh, I was pulling the audio for that and I pulled this night, I've got this nice chunk of, uh, 20 minutes or so of, uh, Lily and I chatting about cartoons, which I thought was demonstrative of the, the weirdness of the show. And then I remembered that it's the Alex cast and that would show some amount of show prep. In fact, it would take hours of work. So I thought, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I did. I do have the list and I'm going to go over it with you guys. Yeah, so I'm going to go over it, it, but it's not so much I was being lazy at this time. I was going to put the work in, but I did the math of pulling out the 20-minute segment with Lillian and not including listening back to the episodes. Um, that took me like an hour. And that's without just finding the, the segment, just because I'm working in a very uh, slow machine. I do have another one uh, that I think I referenced that my brother gave me, um, which is an old machine, but it's a slightly better old machine. Uh, so I did a little bit of editing on that and that still was taking, uh, quite a bit of time. So I did the quick math and it was going to be like, I think like eight hours of work without listening. And then as we all know, listening to my solo shows is something I don't particularly like to do because, well, if you like this show, I assure you, you don't want me listening back to it because then I'm going to realize what it sounds like and make major changes and, or stop doing it. Cause I cannot imagine this is something to be proud of. But um, I have the list, so I'm going to tell you some things, and I did um, get some uh, uh, messages back from people. So let us start with this. Our friend Brett, he's been on the show, at Altered One. There might be an underscore in there. I'm sorry. Look it up. He was, I don't have his episode written down, of course. But anyway, he pointed out that he liked the Michael Heiser episode, and that I still use a good amount of genital humor. Thank you, Brett. You're correct. I think that, uh, I don't think I made many uh, kind of sophomoric, or what I like to say, dick jokes on that episode, but I did enjoy it very much, and I do think that's a demonstrative of that show. So Michael Heiser is a, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser, he's, uh, he's got a dual doctorates, I think. But by the way, he's a doctor of uh, ancient Semitic studies of uh, Near Eastern religions and uh, all sorts of other stuff. Biblical Hebrew. And uh, we had a nice long chat, which I basically just sat there geeking out because that's like the coolest shit ever. And we were sitting there sh shitting on Zechariah Sitchin. 
and how uh, Sitchin can't read cuneiform, and it was really quite good, and I liked that episode very much. And that one was one that I had on my list, um, and that was uh, episode 214. Uh, that was probably the breaking point of my not wanting to cut episodes up to do on the um, show, because honestly, I, eight hours is not that bad. I got All I have is time. But I was thinking about what I could possibly cut out of that episode, and I wouldn't even know where to begin. So, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of getting stuck. And then I was thinking earlier where uh, Sean McGann has been on the show. He was on, I think, twice last year, maybe three times last year. And uh, I was going through one of his appearances, and I realized that it's, it's just so hard to cut stuff out. Because one, I mean, this is mostly my fault. I mean, everything's my fault. It's my fucking show. But uh, the way the show works is a lot of callbacks and kind of there's not a lot of differentiation between conversations. So, you know, they kind of drift into one another. So trying to find like a nice tight cut is somewhat difficult to say the least. And I did. I don't know why I just said to say the least like that, but it's what happens. So fucking deal with it, bucko. So yeah, uh, I agree with Brett and thank you, Brett. Uh, that was episode 214 with Mike Heiser, Dr. Michael Heiser. Pardon me. I don't want to be so familiar with the great man. But, uh, you know, write it down. Episode 214 with Mike Kaiser. Uh, the episode with Brad is also quite good. Uh, it was uh, mostly us geeking out with one another about random shit. Uh, the next episode, episode 215, after Mike Kaiser, was... Um, oh, I think it's 215. I don't have it on my list. I'm just going to say it is. Was with... Um... Ah, crap. Hold on a second. What the fuck is his name? Uh... He wrote those books about the Nephilim. Um, oh, jeezy, crazy, Alex. Uh, uh, oh, come on, guys. What's his name? I know you can't answer me right now, but it'd be really helpful if you could. Uh, shit. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, anyway, he wrote while I'm while I'm vamping here. Uh, to there's no vamping. Look, we we all know by now. I can't talk and look things up at the same time. Uh, oh, that's not it. The next episode was Rogan. Well, I know his name isn't Rogan. Shut the fuck up. I just, I keep calling him that. Rosian. I, I used to listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Alright, it's not 217. Let's see. 218? Oh, you know what? I think it is 218. It's 218 or 220. Hold on, guys. I'm almost here. Bearing down on it. No, it's not 218. Oh, while I'm here, though. Episode 218, by while I'm here, I mean I just stumbled on it. Was this was uh, Steph, uh, our our lovely Steph. In fact, Sean, uh, I asked her what she found amusing this year because she was on a whole bunch of times. She said episode two eighteen, which is titled "Fluff and Genitalia Nicknaming," was Steph and Michelle. Which um, I guess we talked about fluff, and I do remember nicknaming genitals. Uh, the show description doesn't say much more other than uh, oh, apparently we talk about sandwiches. Oh, that's probably the fluff. So, if you guys want to listen to that, you know, give a give a listen. All right, we're gonna we're back to the, back to the matter at hand of me forgetting that guy's name. Oh, this oh this is really embarrassing. I really liked him too. We got along well. Oh, here we go. Brian Gottawa, Gottawa, whatever. Brian Gottawa. That's episode two twenty. That's uh, Chronicles of the Nephilim. Uh, I that was a, that was an amusing one for me. Uh, the reason I didn't I'm not going to talk about it that much is I. Frankly, I feel like it it wasn't all that good for uh, the listeners. Um, no real reason for it. I just uh, 
I enjoyed it. And generally, that's my only, you know, kind of uh, bar for uh, things I, you know, uh, for the quality of the show. But uh, I just, I don't know, whatever. It's just, shut up. No one was talking to me, but I'm still telling you to shut up. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. It's a good one. But I'm pointing it out, but it doesn't make the list. Sorry. Fucking deal with it, son. <laughs> Coming up next, episode 200 and what looks like yeah, 200. Oh, I can't read my writing. It can't be two. Can't be 220. Let's try. No, episode 200 was like the 200th spectacular. Oh, my handwriting's dog shit. Two. You know, you notice that this isn't being edited out. Um, sorry. I might edit it out. I don't know. New Year? Um, I did edit something earlier, actually. I edited a whole segment of me looking something up. It was like a solid two minutes. And that's probably why that you're going to hear this point, because I've already edited... Actually, I edited two things earlier, because I redid the beginning. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, this is one of the few... Episode 202 is what my shitty handwriting said. So 202 uh, is one of the very few solo shows that made my list. Um, it is episode 202, Mexican Pyramid, Satanic Therapist, and a Transdimensional Dark Wizard. Um, this just became a thing that kind of followed me around a little bit. Um, uh, it's uh, Jimmy Savile, the BBC um, personality host of... <sighs> Jimmy can fix it or something and some other show, whatever. The point is some BBC guy, I forget at this point, but, uh, I watched this documentary, uh, claiming that he was a transdimensional wizard. And I don't know why it just made me laugh a lot. I mean, it's a horrible story because he's actually like in real life was caught doing really horrific things, but, um, the documentary made me laugh and I nearly got the guys that made it on the show and they, they, uh, they, they didn't write me back one time and I didn't bother to follow up with them, which you know, looking back now, I was like, I think it would have been an uncomfortable conversation, but uh, I think it would have been, like, I would have had that uncomfortable conversation months ago. So by this point, it actually would have been uh, quite an amusing thing, you know. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the way it worked out, so suck it. That's what I say. Do the DX chop a la 1990s wrestling. No one knows what I'm talking about, nor do you care. Coming up next on the list of things I liked last year, episode 206, Conspiracy Theory Orama, with Hireside Chats, at Hireside Chats, the wonderful, the delightful, the frankly far too good looking to be a podcast host, Greg Carlwood. Um, he came on and we just talked a, just a shitload of uh, conspiracy crap and nonsense and all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, that was a good one, episode 206. You should listen to it. With your mind. And an open mind at that, because, you know, open minds lead to open legs. I don't, you know, I don't really know where I was going with that. Episode 206. Coming up next on my list of love. Episode 200 and, oh, episode 210, which I did not actually have open right now. I've got all the things. This is actually, this is suspiciously close to show prep. I have all these things open, like these these pages of, of the AlexCast at AlexCast.com. They're all open, ready for me to talk about, except for a few that I only wrote down and didn't open. 
This was one of them. Episode 210, Bigfoot, Italian Cinema, and an Illuminati Party with John and Devin. I don't really remember this one that well, but I really like Devin and I like John. Well, I mean, I really like John as well, but Devin, this is the first time he's been on the show, and John's been on a shitload of times, so uh, it was like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Devin was on the show. Uh, so apparently we talked about an Illuminati party. I kind of remember that. It was like a Rothschild party. Italian cinema, don't really remember. We took a Simpsons quiz, talked Bigfoot, and I ruined a Russian literature discussion with fecal jokes, which sounds just about right. Uh, yeah, episode 210. Enjoy. This is, uh... Oh, all these are going to be uh, linked. And by the way, if you've lasted this long, you could, I mean, if you're going to fast forward, you might as well. Uh, I, I will, um... I will get around to um, putting the links up in the show, but then after after I go through this list, I'm going to talk about other stuff. So feel free to fast forward through that. Yep. Uh, this one is I have no fucking memory of it, but um, uh, I got good feedback on uh, not when I asked people what episodes they like, but I remember that people responded well to this one. So this was episode two sixteen, Sasquatch bookstores, documentaries, bidets, and Buddhism. Um, it's some solo show. Uh, I talked about let's see documentaries kids these days in in quotes uh my being stupid about the economy bigfoot's magical and authorial skills Elron hubbard versus alistair crowley i sort of remember that i think john asked that question but days and a meditation on suffering via buddhism which if that's not my show i don't know what is bigfoot Elron hubbard versus alistair crowley but days and then a meditation on suffering <clears throat> sure episode 216 go back listen to it moving on to the next tab that is open uh this one was by far uh, the one that had Chris Garitano on it. <laughs> I was going to say by far my favorite this year. Um, but that's actually not true. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites in that it's on this list, but, um, it's, it's top, you know, three. Uh, and then I was going to say that the, definitely the one that had the most feedback. And then I was probably tied with Michael Heiser or another one. But anyway, uh, Chris Garitano directed the Montauk Chronicles, uh, which is a crazy ass documentary and uh, that I was approached about having him on, which always makes me nervous. And it turns out that uh, we got along well, actually. I like the guy quite a bit. I'm looking forward to his next documentary to come out so I could talk to him again. And yeah, I think we, yeah, I just, I thought it worked out super well. So listen to it. Episode 219. Don't worry, we're almost done. Calm the fuck down, guys. Episode 224. This is John and I, uh, where I talked about how much I love the show Gotham, and um, I invent an alternate universe uh, Hitler, uh, who was a lot worse than Hitler, and we went back in time to kill him, and Hitler was actually the much better option, so we just left it that way. So time travel exists, but uh, we went back and killed the original dictator, who according to this is Splendorf. So that's two episodes... Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to talk backwards. Episode 224, Splendorf, Gotham, and Space Racism with John C. Myers. Space Racism? The fuck is... I don't remember Space Racism. Huh. Well, if I had the ability to listen back to my show, I'd listen to this one because it sounds interesting. Oh, and this is one where we played the You Still Doing the Hand thing, which became... Uh, uh, I think I decided to start calling it my ministry. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I amuse myself sometimes. Not you guys, but, you know, me. And then um, the most recent one and the last on our list, episode 228, Suicide by Gluten with Steph. Again, I don't really remember this. Um, I sort of remember the story. Something about, uh, a, a, let's say, a naked wheat onlooker. I'm not really sure what that means. 
But uh, the reason I like this, I seem to remember us laughing a lot where, at least I laughed a lot, um, where we were talking about a chimeric uh, twin that was absorbed into another human. And then uh, that that human uh, impregnated his wife, but his sperm was actually from his twin brother who was who was um, absorbed while in utero. Uh, and then I just remember having like strange fake movie trailer voices going, the man who had his brother in his balls tonight on Fox. Um which I found amusing to do. So much, in fact, I just did it again. As you heard, enjoy. I even say enjoy in the notes. You should read the notes, they're hilarious. I mean, they're not. Um, yeah, uh, as I said, Sean was on a few times, which uh, I always like talking to him, but unfortunately, it's just really difficult to um, cut those up, so I didn't have it on the list. Also, um, I enjoyed talking to Dario, an old friend of mine. He was on once or twice this year. Uh, I think it was this year. Um, but uh, yeah. Those are what those are. Those are what I talked about this year on the podcast uh, that that I remember liking. Here is oh wait, let's do this now. 2016. Around 2012 years ago, a child was born in Bethlehem, but probably not. Probably born in September, but we celebrate his birth on the 25th. That child is the Christ child. In celebration of the Christ child, I celebrate with my friends at The Standard. Facebook.com slash The Standard PDX, 14 Northeast 22nd. See what I did then, guys? First time this year, 2016, year of The Standard. Go. Click like on their Facebook page. Go there when you're in Portland. Pay homage. Pay homage. For that is the holy land of the Alex cast. Do you not know this? Do you not know this? Maybe you probably don't, but go. 14 Northeast 22nd. I know there is... I don't... I forget if I've talked about this on the show. I also forget if I told them I wouldn't talk about this on the show. If I did promise that, sorry. I'm gonna talk about it. I know there is a group of people, not anthropomorphic animals, not robots or androids, people. There is a group of people that go to the Standard, that went there because of my show, that hang out there, two of which have contacted me via email and uh, refused to talk to me. Not refused to talk to me, I've never spoken, I don't know what they look like, it's not like I've come over and said hello, I've just, like, politely written back to their, their missives, uh, hey, you know, feel free to come over and say hello, uh, you know, I, I'm reasonably sure you know what you look like if you've listened to the show for this long, even though that statement doesn't make sense. Moving on, uh, the response is that you feel nervous and don't really want, so, uh, the point is, hi guys, if you're listening, you probably are, because you told me you listened to the show, feel free to come over and say hello, the rest of you people, join them. You don't have to talk to me, but go hang out at a great bar. Enjoy. They play fucking Magic the Gathering there some nights. That's how great it is. Last night, they had $5 Jim Bean and a beer. You get a beer and a shot of Jim Bean, and you give them five American dollars, and then that's yours. Like, you get to keep it in your stomach, and then your liver, and then you pee it out, and you get kind of drunk, and you say stupid shit, which I say normally, so I don't really need the deal. But, and I'm sponsored by them, so really, I get a fucking sweet deal. You don't even want to know what they pay me. But the point is, $5, gym, and beer. You see that? That's one more night of drinks I remembered after the Wednesday $1 hams and $3 microbrew Sundays. I'm learning, guys. Three years into this shit, I'm finally learning. 
And that shit, I mean, being sponsored with the standard. Though I think we're only at two years. We might be at three. Shut up, Alex. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. And the more important thing is in meat space, 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland. Go, go, go. Say, say hi to the staff. Say the Alex cast sent you. Say hi to me. I mean, unless you're like some creepy dude, then don't say hi to me. I don't feel like dealing with that shit. Just sit down quietly and have a drink. Fucking people. Our friend and yours. Mateo from the Whatcast. Worst podcast on the planet. I texted him because we are text friends. That's right. We got each other's phone numbers. I got that shit's digits. Says, I'd like to hear about your writing. What you've started in 2015. Plans for 2016. Has your attitude towards writing changed? Also, have you gotten more comfortable with solo shows? Let us start with the solo shows first. Four is an easier answer. I have gotten a lot more comfortable with solo shows. There was a while that uh, I was very uncomfortable doing them. Uh, I felt mentally I was not prepared for it, and I did not, uh, I wasn't really liking them so much. So, uh, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with them. However, I don't really like them as much as I used to. I, I've, I've developed a taste for having people to talk to, um, you know, on the show that aren't me. However, booking people is really hard. And uh, I have to do, like, everything on the show. I know that doesn't sound like much, but, like, I have to do absolutely everything. I have to book every fucking guest. I have to do, I have to speak every word. I have to, I have to fucking produce all of it. I have to set the equipment up. Like, everything is me. And having, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, bookings up in the air that, I can't, that no one ever falls through with. And it's really hard to get in touch. And it's just, it's, it's such a pain in the ass. And it's just adding that to the rest of the... I just, uh, it's tough. So anyway, um, I'm comfortable with the solo shows. I'd rather have more guest-based shows, but guest-based shows are difficult. So basically I'm saying, uh, this show is difficult to do and, um, you know, you're welcome. What have I written in 2015, plans for 2016? 2015 was not the most, um, productive year I've ever had. But I did get some stuff done. I wrote a short story that I'm quite proud of, but um, I'm I'm trying to get someone to help me edit it. And uh, of the four people I sent it to, uh, all of them, did, you know, didn't did, they, at all. Like they just they just ignored it. Like after agreeing and saying they had the time, which was rather upsetting. Like here's the thing: I know I bitch on the show a lot, but I swear, like a lot of the times, I actually have like pretty good reason to bitch because like. Maybe people just don't like saying no. Because, you know, it's just... You just say no, and then I wouldn't be disappointed. But I am. So, anyway. I wrote a short story uh, that's I'm quite proud of. And then I wrote another short story that I'm... Actually, I actually have to finish. I haven't gone back to because... Um, I think I took a wrong turn in it. Um, I think I'm making it too long. I think I have to kind of uh, figure out... Yeah, anyway. Uh, that doesn't matter. But I wrote another one. And then I've... Um, then uh, plugging away at the next novel, which uh, as of right now is called Intentions. I think I've gotten that figured out to the point that I might get, I don't want to say I'm going to, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it done this year. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it done this year because I realize that maybe it's not a novel, it might be just like a novella or it's a short novel, whatever. Um, there's the story I'm telling, I th- I think I'm just kind of, over lengthening it a little bit. I think um, there's some stuff that not necessarily like I'm writing too much, but I feel like I'm 
kind of waiting for more connective tissue to show up that isn't there instead of just kind of filling in the blanks. So anyway, um, that's there. So yeah, I'm definitely going to have, uh, um, something published this year. Probably definitely that short story will be published this year. Uh, I'm going to send it out to a couple magazines and if I don't get in there, I'll just uh, do it myself. Like, you know, Kindle single or whatever those things are called. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm working on. I still have a couple comic book ideas, but I don't know an artist and I don't, you know, I basically, I'm more looking, uh, yeah, basically I'm still looking for an artist to kind of work with comic book wise, but like somebody in, you know, somebody local, you know, that we can make like a thing of it. Cause frankly, I just, I, I'm, I'm quite tired of waiting for emails and texts to get responded to that don't. It's just, it is a frustrating thing. So I'd rather just, you know, do it in person because that's, would be difficult not to, you know. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, we're going to be continuing if, uh, speaking of people that don't ever text back, uh, uh, once Lillian, uh, finally figures out how to look at her phone every 10 minutes and then somehow not fucking text me, you stupid piece of shit. I'm not actually calling her a stupid piece of shit. Um, it's just, I don't understand. And this is not her. I mean, this is, she's demonstrative of this, but I have, there's like a shitload of people like this where, there's a text on their phone that they have to respond to. And then they say, oh, I forgot to respond, which totally understandable. Like one off, like Lillian, 100% like not guilty. However, I've got like 10 people like that. I know everybody's got people like that, but like I have a bunch of them. And it's so frustrating because it's like, oh, fuck, I know how often you look at your phone. I hang out with you, motherfucker. Um, so, but yes, uh, Lily and I are going to be continuing the Inanimate Carbon Pod, our Simpsons podcast. The next episode is going to be season three, um, which, you know, get excited for that. No, it's season two. Don't get excited for that. It's episode three, season two. Get excited for that. Um, so that's going to be continuing. I know that's not really writing, but, you know, that's what I'm going to be doing in 2016. It's what you have to look forward to. It is, guys. It is. Shh. It's not going to hurt much. Yeah, that's right. Just text me back, baby. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is getting super creepy. I'm going to move on, but still use a super creepy voice. Lev Grossman. That was a vaguely SNL kind of voice I did right there, and I didn't mean to. I just wanted to say a silly thing. Anyway, Lev Grossman, he is a fella, I think. Lev is a male name, right? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, Lev Grossman is a writer. There's a way to get around it. And uh, that writer style feels male to me. But as I've discussed on the show before, I don't like knowing much about uh, my writers than my artists. I just, you know, I feel like the, you know, nothing good can come of it. So I read, well, I listened to the audiobooks of the Magician series. There's three novels uh, The Magicians, the next title with the word magician in it, and a third title with the word magician in it. I don't remember what they are. They were, okay, let's just go through this. Because this, this goes back to uh, uh, relating to my writing, which I know some people are interested in in some way. Um, so The Magicians is, the first book is a uh, 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 fella finds his way into magic school. Um, and uh, what do I really need to tell you? Anyway, finds his way into magic school, learns magic, and then kind of goes on a quest sort of thing. Very kind of bog standard. Very Harry Pottery. However, this is the weird thing is, it exists in the universe that we're in, in that the Harry Potter books 
uh, are there. Like the kids in the in the book, the kids in the Magicians by Lev Grossman make Harry Potter references. So like they're at magician school and they go, yeah, you know, Hagrid or something like they like, do, like you know, like, oh, it's funny because, you know, we're in actual magic school and there's these novels that are, um, you know, about people in magic school. And I hate that a lot. Um, annoyed the shit out of me, actually, because I feel like you're kind of, I don't know, you're like, it's it's not plagiarism, but I feel like you're you're kind of making bones off of something that, I don't know, making bones is the phrase, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, you're kind of, I don't know, you're, it's almost like that um, stolen bravery or whatever, where like somebody like dresses up like as a soldier and tries to get like, you know, like free food from TGI Fridays on, you know, uh, Veterans Day. Um, like you can't be dropping fucking JK Rowling stuff in your books. And then, I don't know. I just, I found it kind of gross. And I mean, I kind of, I like the magician's books, but like that kind of stuck out of me. They're not great. The magicians, like they're, they're not like if, if you're bored and looking for audiobooks to listen to totally listenable, you can get into them. They're fun. Um, it's just, you know, they're not, they're, I mean, they're really derivative. And the fact that, you know, the name drop of Harry Potter just annoyed me. Now, the reason this annoys me is, uh, of the things I regret of Periphery, the novel I wrote, available on Amazon, and you can even read the section I'm about to reference that I don't like. Um, I wish that I had, and that's, you know, going back to why I was looking for an editor for the short stories, I wish I had done a better job at editing. I, I, I called out for editing help and I got a lot for, for periphery and I'm very, very thankful for that. Like super thankful. Like it would have, uh, there would have been a lot, lot, a shitload, exponential more mistakes if I had not done that. But, um, I am not the best kind of grammatical, um, punctuation editor of my own work. It just, I, I, my eyes gloss over it. So anyway, um, there's some, there's some grammar punctuation stuff that bothers me that, but the main thing that the one thing like kind of plot wise or like content wise that like the, pretty much the entire book I'm, I'm, I'm rather proud of. I think I did a good job with it. I like the story. I like the multiple ways you can take the story. I really like it when people go back and read it a second time and they kind of, you know, one of the layers gets pulled back and they, you know, I like when people get shocked of how much, you know, I, I like when they, you know, you read it again and then you can see some of the tricks and it just, I don't know. I just, I find that amusing because it's, you know, that's the way you're supposed to read that book. But anyway, there's one point and I know why I did it. Um, I get what I was coming from. I know, but, uh, I did this section that, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's, uh, basically, uh, the lead character in periphery is John and John is, um, walking down a hill or up a hill. John is on a hill. Uh, you know, metaphor, it's a hill. Look, you're changing while height is differentiating. Ooh, you know, really, really fucking original, Alex. But uh, he's kind of meditating on Richard Brodigan uh, and how, um, I forget if I used trout fishing in America. I think I did. I may have used in watermelon sugar, but either way, I, I, I name-checked Richard Brodigan and how in Brodigan, he, uh, there's kind of characters that are actually more like I don't know, it's almost like characters, it's adjectives, almost like characters is verbs. Uh, it's kind of rough to the side, but like, it's, I didn't, I don't know, just after I finished, after I finished it, I just, I realized that I think I left that in, like one, I mean, I don't mind it. It's not poorly written. I just don't like name checking. I feel like I kind of, I don't know, I just feel like that I, that was a disservice to the book to have that there. 
it's not anything bad. I don't think everybody's ever mentioned it to me. I just, I, I find it uncomfortable. I just think I shouldn't have put it in. And I think I put it in just because it padded the book a bit. It does add to the character, but it adds to the character in a pretty, um, straightforward way. You know, it's, it's kind of obvious. I mean, it's not obvious. It's a book with fucking like weird flesh eating trees in it. There's nothing obvious in there, but it's just, it's not, it's not a great section. And I really dislike that I name checked Rod again in it. And, um, so, uh, yeah, the Grossman thing, we're name-checking Harry Potter, uh, which, I mean, they're two very different things. When Harry Potter's, like, the most famous fucking books ever. It's like Harry Potter, the Da Vinci Code, and the Bible are probably fucking fighting it out. But, um, the, yeah, putting putting Broding it in there was a mistake, I think. And it's one of the very few things that, like, editorially, like, content-wise, I wish I hadn't done. Uh, the section could have been there. I just should have written it differently. But anyway, uh, that's it. It, it just stuck out. So it reminded me that it's like, oh, I don't think I've ever talked about this. This is one section of periphery that really bothers me. Other than the kind of grammatical and punctuation stuff. I mean, it's not like I talk about it like there's so many, but more than one just bothers the shit out of me. And I know, like, I've used this example a million times. But, like, I read a, a Farewell to Arms Hemingway when I was in high school at some point. But there was a fucking typo in the edition I was reading. It's a typo. I mean, the book was out for like 60 years. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine. You know, I can, you know, the world, the world won't fall off its axis because I, you know, didn't, you know, parse a uh, dialogue section right or something. Well, the Brodigan thing bothered me and the Love Grossman stuff bothered me. But if you're looking for an interesting, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, audiobook to read, they're fine. Uh, I, I enjoyed them except for the, except for the Harry Potter stuff. So... There we go. Uh, book recommendations from Alex. That's my definitive breakdown of the Magician series by Lev Grossman. Uh, I don't like that he used Harry Potter, and they're they're okay. <laughs> Fun. I'm starting. Uh, I, uh, I downloaded the audiobook of it because I couldn't find a free copy that was paginated well. Um, I have a Kindle, and I don't know if the modern Kindles fuck it up like this, but um, I have a Kindle, and it, anything you get off uh, Project Gutenberg, which if you guys don't know about Project Gutenberg, it's fantastic. There's vast sums of free books you can get. I mean, just anything in the public domain, it's just, it's there, it's free. There's the audiobook version, there's the there's the Kindle version, Moby, which, oh, that is Kindle, whatever the other ones are, Nook, PDF, etc. But uh, on my Kindle, the pagination doesn't work right, so the kind of text runs into each other, and uh, it's really hard to tell who's talking and where the paragraph breaks are supposed to be, and it makes it just an uncomfortable reading experience. So I got, ended up getting the audiobook, because I just didn't want to spend money on it. And I should probably say what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, of course, P.G. Wodehouse. And by Wodehouse, I mean Woodhouse. I was just looking at the name when I said it, and pronounced it, what I like to call, wrong. I have had... And... This is going back to old spiritual weirdo, Alex, but I have had a lot of just hammering over the head references to Woodhouse recently. Like, constant reminders from the universe that I'm supposed to be reading him. Again, when I say him, I'm pretty sure it's a him. Like, I'm like 90% sure, but I, I haven't really looked. The other reason I'm kind of hesitant is generally, not generally, but if somebody has initials as their first name, that's often a way for lady writers uh, to get their sales better because people are idiots and don't like reading women. And they're like, oh, girl wrote it, I'm not going to read it. But um, anyway, so P.G. Woodhouse. 
You may know him from the Jeeves books, uh, uh, like My Gentleman Jeeves, I think is where my, uh, my Man Jeeves. They made a, a version of it with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, uh, uh, you know, in the BBC uh, quite a few years back at this point, but um, I haven't even seen that. I've just been familiar with the character, sort of familiar with the writer, but it has been a constant, constant refrain of references to this these fucking books. So I'm reading uh, Smith in the City. Um, which is the one that I wanted to read at first because I heard that it, it's just a really funny concept. And I, I think I've heard it before, but um, his name is Smith, P-S-M-I-T-H. And he can always hear when someone's not pronouncing the silent P, which I just, I really love that. And I think I've, in the past, I think I've done that with my name. I think I used to be K. Alex at one point, just as being a dick, completely unaware of this. Not like that's a particularly original thought. I'm certainly not saying that. P.G. Woodhouse is a time traveler that went to my middle school and took this idea and then time traveled back and wrote the P. Smith in the city book. It's just, it's a funny thing. And I was like, oh, it's so funny. Uh, you know, even I found it so amusing that I thought of a very similar thing when I was a young man. So I'm starting to read that and I'm excited by it. I'm only saying this to you because the universe is screaming at me about this fucking book. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do is talk about it on the show. And maybe, um, this leads nowhere, and uh, I'm again a cog in a an infinite machine that I can't figure out the workings to, and this Woodhouse thing is just me passing the knowledge to somebody else, like I've done so many other times, where their lives are affected drastically by some throwaway thing that I got absolutely no spiritual or, you know, comforting insight into, but, you know, that opens up the manifest realities of pleasure and the infinite spiritual nature of man, while I continue trudging forward in the bleak darkness staring into the void, and it has stared back at me for many decades, and there's still yet no madness or surcease from the horrors that is my life. The Alex cast is filed under comedy. <laughs> PG Woodhouse. I think I'm done. This is my New Year's episode. I wasn't going to do one this week, but I did, because, um, maybe because I did. I'm supposed to do a show every week. I just, um, this one, uh, this, you know, this is what you got this week. It's not an hour. I never promised an hour. To be honest, that's something I've just been doing over the years. That an hour is kind of the minimum length for the show. The Christmas episode, again, wasn't supposed to do, but I did for you. It was less than an hour. This one's less than an hour, so dig it, daddy Speaking of not that, um, I know I never, I mean, I rarely say it, but it is super, super helpful for y'all. If you leave a good review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, you know, wherever you get your stuff. If you are a person that has read the book, leave a review on Amazon. Any kind of review would be lovely because I haven't got one in a while. And um, that's a, that's annoying. So if you have an iTunes account and it's not inconvenient, please do that. And uh, yeah, listen to the other show if you want. The Inanimate Carbon Pod. It's only about The Simpsons. By only about The Simpsons. It, it, in that, I have shows where it's like, hey, this episode's about Bigfoot. And I said that the term Bigfoot once, and then it's an hour of talking about, I don't know, fucking tarot cards and pistachio nuts. But the Simpsons podcast, uh, the inanimate carbon pod, you can find it on iTunes. Um, I, you know, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not entirely sure you're supposed to get it uh, on Android or whatever. They're, they're on my website. If you go to alexcast.com and you click like the I don't know, just figure it out your fucking self. I've been putting it on the Alexcast feed, so you know, you can just get it that way if you're really confused, because I, I don't really know how to host two podcasts on the same website, and I don't want to spend more money by getting another server thing set up, because I just, I don't, frankly, I don't really even know how to do it. So, yeah, there's that. 
enjoy. My name is Alex, or was Alex, if you're listening to this after I'm dead. This was an episode of the Alex Cast, the first one of 2016. And if you're confused by the 2012 thing I referenced earlier, is that Jesus Christ was born somewhere between 6 BC and uh, 4 AD. Uh, there's almost no one that believes he was born in the year zero. Uh, the reasons for this are complicated, uh, overly complicated, and not available to me off the top of my head. But I did not fuck up the math so badly that I couldn't figure out that 2016 is 2016 away from zero. Going back to that, my name was Alex. If I'm dead, my name is Alex now at this moment that I am alive. This has been an episode of the Alex Cast. You have been a listener to the Alex Cast. Remember that deep down inside all of us is a tiny, tiny demon just waiting to get out and to kill, kill, kill. And just keep pushing it down. It's going to be all right, guys. Namaste.